Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, September 20th. On this date in 1975, Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run album was released. On this date in 1984, The Cosby Show premiered on NBC. And on this date in 1986, Andy Griffith returned to the small screen with the premiere of Matlock. And here is your Wednesday morning trivia on this date in 1973. The so-called Battle of the Sexes on a tennis court in Houston ended in a victory for the women's side. Can you name the female tennis star who won that battle? I'll have the answer coming up. But first, let's check in at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for a look at your forecast. Good morning, everyone. Meteorologist Chris Holtzman here. We are tracking a very small chance of a shower today. Temperatures will climb into the 80s, and we will notice a few more clouds as we head into the afternoon. But overall, a pleasant day. Temperatures, once again, low to even mid-80s. A mix of sun and clouds will be around. Future tracker shows that there is that small chance of a shower later today. Better chance, I believe, to our southwest, though. But you do see some of those green dots as we head into the afternoon and evening, but not a washout by any means. Only a 20% chance for seeing that. Tonight, temperatures, we are back in the 60s and 70s. Our seven-day forecast verifies a better chance of some rain later this week with a coastal storm. We'll be sure to keep you updated. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. We're following breaking news this morning from our first alert desk. Firefighters in the Ondai area responding to an early morning fire. Take a look at this. This is U.S. 17 North where crews are on scene of that structure fire. These images were from about a half an hour ago where the flames were uh, coming for a small home or possibly a shed out in that area. We've got crews out there right now as first responders are getting those flames under control. Our Destiny Kennedy on scene with the very latest and what that scene looks like now. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Nick. I'm specifically here on Sam Edwards Road in Mount Pleasant, where there was a structure fire to a house. Um, Right now, Mount Pleasant is starting to back out of here. Fire Department, as well as the Charleston County Sheriff Department is out here as well. That fire has been contained. Dominion Energy was here as well, and they have since left. I'm going to step out of the way right now. I was told by Chief Bowers, who is part of the Adult Fire Department, that this is a mutual aid. So that's why Mount Pleasant, as well as Adult, was out here. Um, the fire department now has. Um, work lights at the structure um, checking in and I was also told that the homeowner was taken to MUSC for evaluation and that is all the information that we have on the homeowner at this time and they're now starting to back everything out so you might hear some beeping beside me as we speak there's still some smoke going up into the air and we do still have police officers on the scene as well as some other fire trucks as they're starting to back out and clear everything. I'll have more for you later on. Reporting live in Mount Pleasant, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. The unofficial results are in and things are once again looking tight in the runoff election to decide which Democrat will move on to the general election for State Senate District 42. Unofficial numbers show Dion Tenner is currently leading Wendell Gilliard by a very slim margin, just 11 votes. Live 5 Skylar Hill explains what comes next and when we'll have an official winner.
Last night's runoff is to fill an empty seat left by former Senator Marlon Kimson, who took a job at the White House under Joe Biden's administration. In the race two weeks ago, no candidate had more than half the vote. Tedder was filled with gratitude as the results came in last night. And literally, the only message I can tell people is thank you. Thank you to District 42 for trusting me and believing in me and really for giving me a chance. That's all I asked people was give me a chance, give me the opportunity to be your next state senator. The unofficial results show Tedder in the lead with 50.13% of the vote. Gilliard has received 49.87% of the vote. Data on SC votes is showing us that nearly 53,000 people were registered to vote in the race, but voter turnout was just shy of 8% with around 4,000 people casting ballots. That's a grave concern. Okay, we should all be concerned about that because the voters did not come out like they should have. They did not come out in numbers. So that, and, and that's why you heard me say it earlier, I'm displeased with that. Executive Director of the County Board of Voter Registration and Elections, Isaac Kramer, says officials will look to certify the results on Thursday. If the election is within 1% or less, there will be a recount. The winner of last night's election will go on to face Republican Rosa Kay in a November 7th general election. Reporting in downtown Charleston, Schuyler Hill, Live 5 News. This morning, a man is facing charges after a chase with Dorchester County deputies in the Knightsville area. According to the Dorchester County Sheriff's Office, around 2.30 yesterday afternoon, deputies were involved in a short chase after trying to pull someone over for a traffic stop. When deputies went up to the car, they say a man tried to drive off. They say that driver drove directly at the deputy trying to hit him. The chase led to Scotch Range Road, where they believe the suspect turned around and then sped to the entrance. A deputy tried to use stop sticks, but the suspect drove off the road hitting a power pole. According to authorities, the car rolled and went over that deputy who was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. Now, the sheriff's office says the suspect, who's not yet been named, was also taken to the hospital. He's facing several charges, including attempted murder and failure to stop for blue lights. Some Williamsburg County residents are left feeling unsettled after an F-35 jet crashed in their neighborhood. The military still has not shared specific details about how that incident happened. Officials have not said when the plane went down, but Colonel Mark Bortnam, the commanding officer of Marine Corps Air Station Buford, says the pilot of the aircraft ejected at about 1.30 p.m. Sunday. CBS Evening News spoke with a former pilot who flew with the squadron about the incident. The fact that this airplane at speeds of upwards of two, three hundred miles an hour potentially flew straight and level for some period of time and covered that distance relatively quick. And it took a little bit of time to find it in a very unpopulated area. It's unlikely. It's fairly uncommon, but it is not the most outlandish thing I've ever heard. And I think to characterize it as missing, I think applies maybe some additional scrutiny that's not appropriate. The military has not provided details on what led the pilot to eject from that aircraft. Joint Base Charleston called the incident a, quote, mishap. The pilot is expected to be okay. Wellington County School District says that there has been a recent uptick in fights, but one parent claims she hasn't gotten any answers as to why her child keeps being a victim. That's what a mother said after we showed her videos like these that are making the rounds on social media showing dozens of fights allegedly happening in Colleton County Schools. Now, Brittany Husk says her son with special needs has been beaten, assaulted, and even stabbed with a sharp metal object while at school. And Husk says she's gone to school administration, the Colleton County Sheriff's Office, and now has reached out to us here at Life 5 to get more answers. We found at least six Instagram accounts of dozens of fight videos that are allegedly taking place in those hallways. Husk says since her son has been bullied, it's completely changed the person that he is at home.
When you see these things happening to your own child and how upset they are and that they don't want to go to school, it, it starts to make you really, really mad. Interim District Superintendent Jessica Williams says they're aware of the uptick in fights and says we can assure our parents and community that we take all allegations of such conduct seriously and respond swiftly and appropriately. We also continue to work with our school resource officers as we handle these incidents. Folks in the Andrews community are asking for change at an intersection they're calling deadly. One couple says it led to a dangerous crash, leaving them with lasting injuries. It's the intersection at MLK Drive and Highway 41 bypass. And despite being a four-way stop, there is not any signage ahead of that intersection to warn drivers, leaving what many say is an unsafe situation. Wardell and Deborah Shackelford were driving through in May of 2020 when a car ran the stop sign hitting and then hospitalizing them. Since that crash, there have been calls to add a traffic light to that busy intersection. The State Department of Transportation says it's reviewed the location and recommended additional signage and pavement markings. The uh, Department of Transportation says those changes will be implemented within the coming weeks. Changes are also in store for a Charleston landmark as reconstruction of the low battery seawall enters its final phase. The city of Charleston says the estimated $20 million project near White Point Garden will raise the seawall to help control storm surge and flooding. It'll also include more trees and wider sidewalks, but less parking on one side of Murray Boulevard. Officials say they expect to have the project go up to council for a vote next month, and they hope to start work early next year. The Low Country has a new resource when it comes to getting tech training after local business leaders and officials celebrated the grand opening of the new downtown learning center. It's called the Charleston Digital Corridor, and it's a federally designated opportunity zone. Officials say it's all about providing underserved communities with high quality and inclusive educational programs. The learning center is at 997 Morrison Drive near Romney Street. Tech giant Google gave a quarter of a million dollars to the Learning Center to further the company's work to remove entry barriers into the tech industry. The Charleston County School District is asking for the public's input on options to consolidate a group of schools on Dorchester Road. Hunley Park, W.B. Goodwin, and Lambs Elementary Schools are all within three miles of each other along Dorchester Road. In November of 2019, the Charleston County School Board voted to combine the schools. At last night's meeting, school officials encouraged parents, students, and other community members to attend and give their input. But some attendees say they felt their opinions were not being heard. The meeting was the last one scheduled by the board at this time. A Lowcountry animal shelter is launching a new program to place adoptable animals into Lowcountry classrooms. Pet Helpers Adoption Center started its Teacher Pet Foster Program this week. Here's some pictures from the official launch at Stiles Point Elementary. That's the first school to participate. Teachers can open up their classrooms to small adoptable animals like little guinea pigs, rabbits, and chinchillas. Classrooms act as a temporary foster home for these animals while giving teachers a great opportunity to incorporate animal compassion into their lesson plans. At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1972, a woman won the Battle of the Sexes tennis match in Houston. That woman was Billie Jean King, who defeated Bobby Riggs in straight sets at the Houston Astrodome. Celebrating birthdays this Wednesday, actress Sophia Loren is 89, actor Gary Cole is 67, Singers Gunner and Matthew Nelson are 56, and actor Malachi Kirby of 2016's Roots is 34. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.